You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Off and running on this uh, Wednesday, November 27th, Thanksgiving Eve. And lots to do. Good morning. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Big Wednesday edition as uh, we run through it all over the next 60 minutes. For many of us, for some of us, hopefully for you, certainly for me, this is going to be uh, the last show I have until Saturday. So a couple of days to uh, recharge the batteries. Hopefully you and yours get uh, some time off for Thanksgiving to enjoy it with uh, friends and family. To stop for a little bit. I don't know what age it is that it happens, but it happens at some point that you realize just how fast life is flying by. Like and things will happen and you feel like, oh, that just happened like the other day. And then you have a moment to actually think about it and you realize, no, it didn't just happen the other day. Facebook is great for that. They'll bring back pictures that you had on this date three years ago. Hey, you want to be depressed? Here's a picture from three years ago. How small your kids were then. Go scratch Facebook. Uh, I think my point, though, if I have one, is you get the ne- if you if you do get the next couple of days uh, to uh, to uh, rest up and uh, to be with friends and family, have a moment to actually feel gratitude, right? Like that's what Thanksgiving is supposed to be about. And it, really, you can't find happiness in life without focusing on gratitude. And what I like to do, if you get a minute around the Thanksgiving table, right? A quiet moment. Usually the best time to get a quiet moment is is shortly after everybody gets their food because everybody's busy stuffing their faces. That's the time to say something. Like when you get married, they teach you, you know, if you're going to go around to all the tables, do it when people are eating because then they can't respond to you and you can get, get it done quickly. So if you get a moment around the Thanksgiving table and you're looking at your friends, your family, your kids maybe, it's a good time to say something. And what I like to do is Everybody starts chowing down. You look at your kids, you look at your wife, you look at your in-laws, whoever's there. And when there is that quiet moment, what I like to say is, boy, election day is less than a year away. And then you just step back and you watch the world burn. Because sometimes havoc is fun too. But if you are one of the people uh, who will be off for Thanksgiving, hopefully you have a chance to uh, enjoy it. I certainly will, and we'll see you on Saturday morning. But, of course, we have a big show today, 60 minutes to run through it all before Golik and Wingo. So, of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I'm on Twitter, on Instagram. Some of you are forgetting about the Instagram, and by some, I mean basically everybody. Uh, I am at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question is up for today. Uh, we will touch on that in just a little bit. But first, I want to re- recap, I guess, a little review from yesterday's poll question. Yesterday, if you remember was about uh, who should be more embarrassed about the whole Richard Jefferson Knicks fiasco thing with uh, Jefferson saying he'd rather quit than have played for the Knicks, even though it was a joke, even though it wasn't true. And, uh, you know, sometimes you get done with the show and you think to yourself, boy, I really nailed it today. And then sometimes as the day goes along and you hear more people's opinions on things that you disagree with, you think, you know what, I should have hit this better, or, 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 or sometimes your opinion changes some. And i got to be honest, yesterday I, I said, if you listen, that I thought that both sides, it was kind of embarrassing for both sides to kind of be touching on it. But the more that I thought about it, the next statement coming out and saying, you know, for the record, we never actually offered Richard Jefferson a contract, the general takeaway has been the Knicks can't take a joke, What a mess of a franchise. It was clear he was joking. All of those things 
really are not true and really attacking the Knicks on this one is really kind of unfair. Now, here's the deal, and I will say this many times. I'll say it about the Knicks right now, but this is true about everybody. And the Knicks themselves have to get used to this fact. And Knicks fans have to get used to this fact. You will never get the benefit of the doubt until you win. And I'm not even saying championships. I'm not even saying playoffs. You have to show that you know what you're doing before anybody will give you a fair shake. If you're losing like the Knicks have lost, it doesn't matter what you do, what you say. People will be on the other side of it. You could say it's black and it's white. It doesn't matter. Everybody's going to take the other side because you're not winning. And that's the game. It's not a fair game, but that's the way it works. And you can yell and scream or point out inconsistencies. At the end of the day, you're just going to make it worse. Go out and win. And then maybe if you start to show that things are pointing to the right direction, then maybe you'll start to get a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. But after having 17 wins this year, last year, and it doesn't look like you're going to have a whole lot more than that this year, you are not going to get a fair shake on this. Because I think if you did get a fair shake on it, and people were looking at it, you could substitute the Knicks and Richard Jefferson for another person and another team, uh, I think people would see this differently. Now, again, I still think the Knicks probably would have been better off doing it maybe in a different way. But by not referring to it at all, the problem with the whole thing, and it's completely true, Richard Jefferson might have been thinking he was making a joke. I think he was just trying to insult the Knicks. I don't even think he was looking at it as, hey, this will be funny. Nobody took it as a joke. News organizations were not taking it as a joke. News or, p- tweets from, from news organizations were not, hey, Richard Jefferson jokes about the Knicks. It was simply Richard Jefferson would rather retire than play for the Knicks. And that was not true. So you could say, well, the Knicks would have been better off. And this was, I think, my point yesterday was, eh, you know what, maybe they would have been better off not talking about it at all. So yesterday, I guess it was at shoot-around, David Fisdale was asked about it and refused to talk about it. And l- just listen to this and think about the optics of it if the Knicks had not already come out and said what they said. Here's David Fisdale. Jefferson said that. No comment. You stand by the team's comment? I didn't even read the team's comment. All right, so there you go. I think it went on for longer than that. He just would not talk about it. So the problem here is that nobody took it. As a joke. And that's been one of the big takeaways of, of the, the whole back and forth. Ah, the Knicks, they just can't take a joke. Ah, what a mess of a franchise. How could they get this so wrong? Well, there was a story out there that was not true. It was being picked up as true. And it was painting the organization in another negative light. It was making the – look, the Knicks can do the, the, the embarrassment game on their own all the, by themselves. They don't need anybody else's help. So here was another story that makes the, the Knicks the punchline that was completely not true. So what would you have if you if you just allow it to be out there? It's going to fester. And I've heard people say, well, as uh, Richard Jefferson was clearly doing it tongue. It wasn't clear. Go look at tweets when originally it, he said it on the broadcast. They were not. Hey, he was joking so much. So, you know how, you know, people didn't take it as a joke. The Yes Network tweeted out, 
hey, he was joking. That's not a, that's a sign that it didn't go over as a joke. So it's all well and good to say that now. Hey, it was a joke. I, I think the Knicks, in hindsight, the Knicks did the right thing by putting out the statement that they would. Otherwise, you would have allowed a lie to fester and grow roots because we could all make falls. It's only Twitter. That's how news is spread these days. By tweets. And I can tell you right now, we kind of joke about it in headlines, but nobody reads the actual stories anymore. So maybe even in the initial stories, it was, hey, Richard Jefferson was actually joking about that. But that was not the uh, the way that it was uh, being treated. So what else were they supposed to do? Just allow a lie to kind of fester and not focus on it? I don't know. I don't think that that would have been the right approach either. All right. So the poll question, that was yesterday's. The poll question is up for today already, and we're going to get to it right away because we have Wednesday. It's headlines, right? So we're going to use the third segment for that. So let's get to the poll question. We'll come up with it here in a sec. Thanksgiving, obviously, as I said, time to uh, express gratitude. The problem with that, and I was trying to think of a way to do this positively. Problem is, it's kind of hard. Like if you were going to say, what's the the thing you're most grateful for right now? All right, you got the Yankees. All right, all right. Yeah, they're, they're there. You got... Maybe the Jets turn around, all right, maybe, maybe. The Islanders? I'm going to throw an Islanders into the poll question? I don't know. I don't know how competitive that's going to be. And more importantly, I don't know how, uh, I don't know if that's going to be sticky. I don't know if that's going to get a lot of smoke, a lot of heat, a lot of juice, a lot of buzz. So we went the other way. Thanksgiving might be a time for gratitude, but there's not a lot of things to be grateful for right now. A lot of resentment going around. Airing of grievances, if you will. So our poll question is, which of the following are you most resentful for at this time of year? A time of gratitude, a time to give thanks. What is the the thing that is the opposite end of the spectrum? And we came up with four of them. And by we, I mean I. A, the Mets payroll. B, Giants brain trust. Gettleman and Shermer. C, Nick's record. Or D, Jets injuries. There you go. Your four options. One, two, three, or four. A, B, C, or D. They're up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. Coming up, we'll give you my answer. We'll get your answer at 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. we got to get into the uh, Giants a little bit and Pat Shermer because it seems like he has been uh, spending the last uh, 24 hours in the crosshairs. And some criticism is absolutely fair. But you know what? And this is not going to be a popular opinion. I realize that. But I'm not about popular opinions. I'm about what's fair, what's right. I'm Mr. Fair and Balanced, in case you didn't know. So we'll get into uh, what is fair criticism of Pat Shermer and what I think is a little unfair criticism, because there's some of that out there as well. Now back to The Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. And our poll question, which is up for today, it's on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Uh, not uh, really, I guess it's kind of uh, Thanksgiving related, but it's about uh, what do you hate most? <laughs> so much for all the, the positivity and the feel good and all the Thanksgiving cheer. And we gave you four options today. We probably could have come up with more of them, right? Uh, but the four are Mets payroll, Giants brain trust, Knicks record, or Jets injuries. And I'll just kind of tip my hand here. I think clearly there, it's almost like when you were back in school and they gave you like uh, multiple choice and they always told you, well, there's two answers that clearly right off the bat should jump out to you as not being even close to being the answer. And you can kind of cross them off right off the bat. And I think just based on the time of year, and uh, just uh, the overall feeling, I think Mets payroll is probably going to be – that's not going to be one, right? We always joke about how if we include the Mets in, in, in poll questions, they just – they don't rate for whatever reason. 
And jet injuries, uh, maybe in another time or place that might uh, focus, that might be a focus of people, but I, I don't think that that's going to do all that well either. I think clearly where the rubber hits the road on this one is going to be either be Giants brain trust or Knicks record. They're front and center right now. The Knicks, uh, certainly. I always like when uh, I hear David Fisdale say, well, you know what? The schedule now is going to get tougher. Now it's going to get tough. Oh, my God. Imagine how bad that's going to be. So that's not good. So I, if you if you want Knicks record, I could understand it. And if you want Bron- uh, Giants brain trust, I could understand it as well. Now, the Knicks record, if, you, if you've listened and if you have eyes, ears, brain – you should have known the Knicks record at no point was going to be all that much better than what it is. Yeah, maybe a win or two here or there, but not a lot. And I've said, for the most part, I'm going to wait until there's about 20 games in before I start judging David Fisdale. The one thing I would say even at this point, what are they, 17 games? Tonight they play the Raptors. I think it's game number 18. You do have to at least make the point for David Fisdale. And this is not nuts and bolts. This is not X's and O's. The Knicks talent, which is not good. No one would look at that roster and say, boy, that's a good roster. But in turn, when they are properly motivated, they come out and they play well, they play hard, and they're in the games. Now, they don't win all of them, but you look at the Nets games that they've had this year, they've been competitive in those games. The Mavericks games, clearly, they went out and won those games. So when the team, for whatever reason, and I don't even know that the team necessarily hates Christos Porzingis as much as the fans and, 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 and people do. But for whatever reason, there are, there are ways, clearly, to motivate this team. And when they are properly motivated, they play a lot better than on most nights. So that's one area, and I don't know how you quantify it. I don't know how you get there as a coach, but that's the coach's job, to get guys in position to play, put them in positions for success. And to get them motivated and ready to go. Now, they are professionals. They should be able to do that somewhat on their own. But when you don't have a good roster, everything's important. And that's one that you'd have to say, at least in terms of David Fisdale's uh, pros and cons, that would have to go in the con category. But I think it, uh, when it really gets down to it, I think the uh, the winner of this poll question today is going to be the Giants because – they are uh, front and center, seven straight losses now, right? All the, the negativity surrounding them. And, and the questions now, really, now that Adam Gase has kind of helped turn around the uh, jet season, he's kind of off the, uh, out of the crosshairs. And Pat Shermer has now taken his place, two and nine on the year. And coming into a year where a lot of times teams, coaches, players get themselves in trouble because of the high expectation set. That has not been a problem for the Giants this year. There were no expectations. Maybe you had some slight expectations, but nobody really thought, seriously, that the Giants were going to be a playoff team or compete for the playoffs or anything like that. So they had rock-bottom expectations coming in. And even with those rock-bottom expectations, they've failed to even live up to those. They've even been disappointing by those standards. Two and nine, seven straight losses. And think about who the, some of the losses have been to. It's not like they've had a murderer's row in terms of opponents. Arizona, Detroit, the Jets, Chicago, not good teams. And the problem for Pat Shermer is there is no area that you could look at with him and say, you know what? Team's not very good. There's a lot of areas that need to be fixed. A lot of areas that need to be improved upon. But at least he's got this. At least he's got that. At least they come out and they play really hard. Or 
at least he's aggressive on offense. At least he's taking chances. At least he's going down fighting. It feels like these games, they just kind of happen, and it's just like at some point you just know, all right, here's another one. Here comes another loss. I mean, you are 2-9. and And it's not like you fell to 2-9. and It's just been one loss on the fire after another one. And for Pat Shermer, unfortunately, he has zero record, a zero track record of success as a head coach. Just the mere fact he coached in in Cleveland tells you that he didn't have any success there. And in terms of just optics, now the optics don't really matter, as I said about the Knicks. Until you win, nobody's going to give you the benefit of the doubt. And that's true of Pat Shermer as well. But in these these moments after games or conference calls like they had yesterday, he comes off as arrogant, dismissive, saying that something, saying that progress is happening behind the scenes. Can we have a little progress in front of the scenes? Is it is it possible to bring some of that progress out in the open? Like I don't know if we could schedule a time, maybe Sunday at one o'clock. So I don't think he really helps himself there, but. I don't really think that there's much in terms of what he can do and say is completely overrated what you say. There's no better example of that than, than Bill Belichick, right? What is Bill Belichick? He doesn't have, he could walk into the press conference flipping the double middle birds and blowing a raspberry and nobody, everybody, wow, that Bill Belichick. Wow. What a, what a character. Nobody would care. And to be clear, if I were the Giants, I would, at the end of the season, be looking to make a coaching change. Doesn't seem like there should be that many coaching openings this year. Doesn't seem like there's going to, you know, Black Monday rolls around. Doesn't look like there's going to be a ton of teams that are looking for head coaches. And maybe you can use that to your advantage because even despite the failures of the Giants here for the last few years, I still think that it is a desirable job. The general stability, although not recently, of the organization, I think it is still a job that people would look at and say, all right, that's one of the better jobs. And not, and, and while there's not that many of these head coaching jobs out there and you kind of have to strike while the iron's hot, it's, it's a far better situation than a lot of organizations around the league. Washington, to me, probably is the worst situation. Dealing with that owner, clearly a roster that's nowhere close. They've been kind of a laughing stock. But, you know, you'd have to say, right, the Giants are – who are the Giants to be laughing at anyone right now? So, to be clear, I would fire Pat Shermer after this season is over. Patience, as people bring – you know, you got to be patient. Gordon, you got to be patient. Patience is overrated, I think. Especially when it's pretty clear that you don't have the right guy. And I don't know what you would be pointing to with Pat Shermer exactly that would say, hey, you know what? This is the right guy. This is the right guy for the long term. And Daniel Jones, you have to make this decision sooner, I think, rather than later. I don't want to have to make this decision in year two or year three. I'd rather allow him to get through this season, his rookie season, with the ups and downs, and there's been plenty of downs, and then make the decision then because I don't want to have to make this in year two of Daniel Jones or year three of Daniel Jones. Let's get it out of the way right now and find the right guy. But in fairness to Pat Shermer, and and I don't think you're going to hear this a lot anywhere else, you have to admit he is breaking in a rookie quarterback. And I don't know what you would point to to say, well, 
he's better because of Pat Shermer because of this or because of that. But he did make the move to get the rookie quarterback in there sooner rather than later. I think that that has proven to be absolutely the right move. There's nobody out there saying, you know what, they should go back to uh, Eli Manning. That would be better. And he decided to make that move at a time where I don't think a lot of people thought that it would happen early on in the season. And think about, you know, just to, to show a little bit of the unfairness. When the Jets hired Adam Gase, what was the number one directive that everybody had? Well, the Jets, even before they hired Gase, when they were just looking for a coach, you got to get somebody in here who's going to develop the quarterback. The quarterback is the key. That is the linchpin to this whole thing. Yes, you want other things to improve. Overall, you want the record to be better. You have to improve every area of the team. Better coaching staff, all those things. But the number one thing is you have to develop the quarterback. Now, again, I don't know because apparently it's all, everything, all of it, 100% of the progress is going on behind the scenes. But And I don't know what impact Pat Shermer is having more so than another coach would. But you would have to say, in terms of rookie seasons, Daniel Jones is not having a brutal season based on rookie quarterback standards. Think about just some of the more recent guys in, 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 that have had rookie seasons where they are taking the, the brunt of it and playing on bad teams. Daniel Jones, I think if you were being fair, you would have to say that his rookie season, at least up until this point, has been, I would say, above average. It's not been bad. That, I think, is is completely overblown. Now, are there areas he needs to improve? Of course. He's a rookie quarterback. He's got to take care of the ball better. He has to stop fumbling. Those are the two biggest things. But I think you've seen a lot of positives. And just even, I mean, even this year, it would be one thing if he were playing like Dwayne Haskins has played, where he looks completely overwhelmed, looks completely lost, and it feels like, Boy, oh boy, you got a lot of progress just to get back up to league average. I think that in terms of rookie seasons, Daniel Jones has been above average. If I had to put a grade on it, I'd say it's probably a solid C+. And depending on how the season ends, maybe it could even be a B-, minus, based not on quarterbacks overall. I'm just talking about rookie seasons. He has not been Jared Goff from a couple of years ago. He's not been Dwayne Haskins this year. He's had some moments. You've seen some 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 glimpses that what this guy can do, especially if you can surround him with some more talent. Now, I've also heard what does he have to do to save his job? And it does kind of feel like right now, well, there's nothing he can do to save his job. And I said before, if I were the guy making the move, I would move on from Pat Shermer. But let's not delude ourselves. Not Let's not be crazy here. I don't know how the rest of the season is going to go for the Giants, and I think they have to win some games. They have some winnable games. Washington's one. Miami is another one. But to think that there's nothing that Pat Shermer can do to save his job, I think is being a little bit uh, delusional. It was three weeks ago. Everyone, myself included, was screaming about how Adam Gase should be out of the job immediately, right away. Don't waste any more time. And in three weeks, the Jets have kind of, I don't know if they've necessarily turned their season around per se, but they've certainly stabilized their season. You certainly feel better about them now than you did three weeks ago. And back three weeks ago, people were flying airplanes. Fire the coach. 
The conversations were how the quarterback had clearly regressed in year two and that this guy was the wrong guy to team up with your quarterback. And the team looked completely dysfunctional both on and off the field. And that was just in three weeks. So to think that Pat Shermer, there's nothing at all that he can do to save his job, I think is unfair and uh, not true. But he's got to start winning some games. And I would, I think I would start doing that uh, immediately if I were him. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number, 1-800-919-3776. So you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Coming up, it is Wednesday. It's the third segment. So you know what that means, people, even though you uh, you might not be all that pumped up about it. It's time for headlines. We'll do that next, coming up. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Backside, loose, picked up by Duke. They can hold for the final shot. 14 seconds left. Jones again between the circles. They'll start him again down the right side. Bounce it down low. Knocked away by Ware. It's loose. Gavin Kinsmill comes up with it. Here's Bain on the other end. Bain on the breakaway. Bain on the duck. And the buzzer. Lover Jags win. The Jags have just beaten Duke at the buzzer. 85-83. SFA has knocked off the number one team in the country. <laughs> I like that call. That's a fun call. Uh, of course, Stephen F. Austin last night to Topping uh, Duke at Duke at Cameron. That does not happen. I think it was 150 straight non-conference home games that Duke has won there. So uh, good night for them. Good night for Stephen F. Austin and your moment of inspiration for this Wednesday. But uh, it is Wednesday and it is the third segment. So you know what that means, people. Headlines. Today's headlines. Extra, extra. Yeah, and there are a lot of them. All right, let's start first. New York Post, Nick veterans convincing themselves that the playoffs aren't out of reach. Uh, I would say that, that that comment right there, that headline is already funnier than any comic, any newspaper comic that you will find in the course of the day. You know, people always tell you, you see these motivational things every single day, don't give up on your dreams. You know what, sometimes your dreams are stupid and completely out of reach. Nobody's going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that. Oh, we got to put up the uh, computer there, Brian, if you can, because uh, we don't have the uh, extra, extra. Brian, extra, extra. Let's get the uh, computer up because everybody loves the extra, extra. It gets stuck in their head. Here we, extra, there extra. we go. We're off and running on this Wednesday. Uh, the show has started. Millennials want to ban Secret Santa because it gives them anxiety. Oh, my goodness. The anxiety of Secret Santa. If you can't handle Secret Santa, how? This is a question I ask myself a lot, especially with drivers. Every single day when I drive home. How do you get through the day? How do you leave your house in the morning, get back home at the end of the day, and not have anything happen to you? And I'd like to, at least maybe next week we can get a headline where it's a um, a thing where we start to ban millennials. Extra, extra. Hairs in Ireland are being struck by planes and vehicles near Dublin Airport. I guess they're rabbits, right? I don't know. If uh, if you're flying low enough to be hitting rabbits, maybe that one's on the pilot. Extra, extra. New York Post this holiday spread cheer, not gonorrhea. I feel like those are cinnamons. Extra, no, I mean, uh, I don't know. You get a little cheer. You get a little... Influencers are... Oh, I can't use that one. They're tanning a certain part of their body. Uh, I can't. No, I can't use that. Well, let's move extra, on. Extra, Crazed Burger King employee tries to cast spell on customers. So I guess this is a good sign that those impossible burgers are going well, right? You know those impossible where they're selling you something that tastes like meat, but it's really plants? You know, you have to read the fine print 
but also uh, it's it's plants mainly, but also just a smidge, just a smidge of cocaine. Extra, extra. Motorcyclist thrown from bike after Brooklyn crash. I don't know if that's news. I think that if your motorcycles are in, insanely dangerous, and if you get involved in a crash, chances are you're not going to be able to remain on the motorcycle. Extra, extra. Bill de Blasio has uh, moved to ban Fogwa in New York City by 2022. Good to see. Tackling all the major problems around the city. Goose liver. I mean, that has been an epidemic for extra, forever. Extra. Uh, city council sets up to ban the sale of E-flavored cigarette products after committee backs the bill. Again, think about how, I think we used this one last week too, something similar. Think about how bad your product has to be, how dangerous it has to be, where the safer option is cigarettes. Extra, extra. How to watch the 2019 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I don't know, I think with your eyes. Extra, extra. Man dies from rare skin rotting disease. After being licked by a dog. Well, look, usually I like to stay away from the death stories. There's nothing funny about death. We should not be joking about death. And it's not joking about the man who died. I would just like to say to all the people who tell you all the time, well, you know, a dog's mouth is so much cleaner than a human's. Uh, apparently not. I have not gone to the dentist and he's ever said, you know, in addition to a cavity, you also have this skin rotting disease. Extra, extra. Sam Waterson, among 42 climate change protesters charged in Harvard Yale game. I mean, if they want to do something for the... Could they do that at least during a Giant game? Could they save us this week and protest during the Giant game? And then you might be able to get Ravens Niners in New York. T-Rex costume stuns pedestrians in online prank. Have you seen this video? I think I tweeted it out at some point. It's uh, someone dressed... uh, Now, look, it's a realistic T-Rex that kind of comes around the corner. People are coming around the corner. They're on their phones. They're distracted. They see the T-Rex and they freak out. I get it being surprised. Almost all of them in the video are running away. It's not an actual T-Rex. They don't actually have T-Rexes anymore. One guy falls down. What do you think it's going to do? Do you think it's going to eat you? Extra, extra. Uh, how to keep uh, Thanksgiving politics free? You see this story a lot. As I said in the open, what I like to do, wait until there's a nice quiet moment at the table. Everybody's enjoying their food. And just simply say... Boy, election day, huh? That's coming up fast. And then just you just step away. That's all you have to say because the conversation and the entertainment value will be um, will be off the charts. This week in Florida, man. Oh my God, Florida man was busy. This week in Florida, man. Florida man arrested after challenging police to a car chase. Extra, extra. Guess he lost, huh? I mean, if he was captured by police, you lost the race. Florida man arrested after attacking resident who opened a door. Well, extra, I mean, look, you got to put these people in their place, opening doors. Florida man claims he was evicted due to his religion. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, it turns out he was practicing Santeria. Extra, uh, yeah, I don't extra. know if you could do that one in your apartment. Florida man, oh my goodness, this is specific. Florida man spits food into woman's mouth during road rage, road rage incident. Extra, extra. Look, I mean, it's terrible. Road rage is a, a real thing, and uh, we have to, you know, try to get people to relax. I would just say it. it's kind of impressive. Like to be, if I told you, you, uh, I have to spit food into your mouth. I don't think I could do. It. Could you do it? If somebody's standing five feet away from you, could you? Do you know for a fact you could now look spit on their face? I get, I can get that one. Extra, extra. Nice Thanksgiving story there. Florida man in Christmas pajamas pees against wall in Fort Myers Airport. Extra, I, know, extra. I don't even know how that one makes the news anymore. Uh, Florida man demands bank teller give him less money during the bank robbery. Extra, extra. Maybe he'll get less years in jail. 
Florida man arrested for bank robbery. They caught up to him because his disguise was an exfoliating mask. Extra, extra. And then police used stun gun to extract Florida man from Walmart ceiling. I feel like extract means that he was up there for extra, a while. Like how extra. long did, was he just kind of hanging out up there and people, yeah, oh, there's Bob. He's up on the ceiling again. Seems like he was up there for a while. All right, that's going to do it for headlines for today. Boy, Florida man, he, uh, he gets around. It's amazing. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now, look, Florida is a big state, but eight specific stories. And we have like eight every single week. It's amazing what's going on in that Florida. It is incredible. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Our three things for this morning, in case you're just joining us. Uh, a, opened the show by recapping the poll question yesterday, which is 24 hours to kind of ruminate in it a little bit more. I think the Knicks actually were actually right for um, doing what they did yesterday and uh, coming out and, and, and stating that, no, that uh, we never offered Richard Jefferson a contract. And for all the people who are criticizing the Knicks, mostly that is because the Knicks have been terrible. And it's not a fair shake, right? It's not – you don't get – we don't look at each individual case separately. We lump them all in together. And because the Knicks have been terrible here for a while and continue to be, we're not – nobody's going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Nobody's going to call it fair. But someone had – he might say it was a joke. It did not read as a joke. People did not take it as a joke. And I would simply say for all the people, oh, you know, the, the 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 Yes Network tweeted out that it was a joke. Well, the fact that you had to tweet out something was a joke tells you people weren't reading it as a joke. People didn't take it as a joke. People thought he was serious. And go look. Go look at the tweets after he said that from news organizations saying they weren't saying, hey, Richard Jefferson was joking. They said Richard Jefferson said this. So the Knicks came out and uh, straightened out the record. And I think that they were probably right to do that. And and just look at David Fisdale not answering any questions. I'm sure people will criticize it. Oh, uh, David Fisdale's not even going to answer any questions. He took no comment. Right. It's not a fair. Nobody's taking it fairly. So that's uh, that's the deal there. Our poll question today which is up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, uh, is which is the thing you're the uh, least thankful for. I think about going with Turkey of the Year, but I feel like everybody kind of does the Turkey of the Year on Thanksgiving. So we're going to go with the what you're uh, the most resentful for. The four options there, Mets payroll, Giants brain trust, Knicks record, Jets injuries. And I said off the bat, I think most people will probably cross off Mets payroll and uh, Jets injuries. And we'll focus mostly probably on Giants brain trust and Knicks record. For me... At this point, it's pretty clear for the Knicks. And uh, I'm not going to go full-blown yet, but that will come in time. There's nothing – the Knicks, the way they improve the situation is they need more talent. How do you improve the talent? Well, no free agents are going to sign here, and you don't have all that much talent in the roster. You're going to have to get back into the draft. You're going to have to get back into the lottery. So the Knicks record I would cross off. That would not be my vote. Uh, Giants brain trust. I could see people voting for that because that's uh, in the moment, right? That is uh, the here and now. And I don't think that uh, Pat Shermer is a very good head coach, but I do think that when you brought in Dave Gettleman, not that I was a fan of the hiring at the time, but you if you're going to hire people, and he at least has had some track record of success, not ultimate success, may not like what he's done here so far, but I think you have to give him more time. So I would not say that my vote would be for the Giants' brain trust, even as bad as it's been, and it's been terrible. In a word, Terrible. Uh, Jets injuries, I don't think that that's really what derailed the Jets season as much as I don't think that they were that good of a team to begin with. So if I had to pick one today, I know it's not going to win because it's the Mets. 
I would think that the most uh, resentful thing, if you were a Met fan, it would be the Met payroll. The Mets have a good enough team that they should be right here, right now. They are a win-now team, and they are not going to go out and shoot the locks off the wall at this offseason and make the necessary moves to take a team that competed for a playoff spot last year and guarantee pretty much that they're going to be in the playoffs next year or win a division next year or compete for a World Series next year. So I would say if I had one that I would be the most resent. I'm not a Met fan, but if I'm just being fair and balanced, that's me, Mr. Fair and Balanced, I would say it would probably be the Met payroll. All right, let's get some phone calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's get to Lewis and Whippany. Lewis, uh, what's going on, my man? Hey, how you doing, Gordon? I'm up. Hey, uh, real quick, I'm thankful for you guys because you guys make uh, throughout the whole year the, uh, the fight Thank you, thank window, you. I will take that to me, me, Lewis. I will take all the credit for that one. Go ahead, my friend. <laughs> okay. Hey, listen, uh, the NBA has, uh, you know, they're trying to do this proposal where they're going to do the, uh, you know, what is it, like mid, uh, mid-season tournament. To be honest, the only way that would work, in my opinion, would be if there's enough billionaires in the United States to where they, if they actually put – a second uh, league in actually in teams, teams in, in cities that don't have teams. No way it should work because if they really want to copy the soccer model, that's the only way it actually works. It makes teams actually play hard at the end because if you don't win, you get regulated to the lower tier. And if they don't do that, it's just another, it's just another tournament. It's not going to mean anything. And, again, happy Thanksgiving, and thank you for being great. Oh, I'm sorry, Lewis. When you said uh, soccer tournament, I kind of zoned out there. I kind of nodded off for a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm awake now. It's, I'm good. Um, I, I don't get the point of the whole tournament thing. I mean, uh, you can't get guys to play regular season games. How are you going to get to play tournament? It's made-up tournament. I, I'd have to see more details of it. The things that I've seen so far, it does not seem appealing to me at all. Uh, and the bad news is, and this just in, the Knicks have already been eliminated from the tournament they have not even come up with yet. Uh, here is Jay in Brooklyn. Jay, what's going on, my man? Good morning, Gordon. How are you doing today? Good, man. What's up? Um, I wanted to talk about the Dwayne Haskins yeah. and the Daniel Jones comparison. Sure. You're, you're correct in regards to Daniel Jones having a C-plus, but I feel that Dwayne Haskins basically was uncertain with the Redskins because you had Case Keenum in front of him, and he didn't really know if he was starting in the sense of Daniel Jones, he had a sense that eventually Eli is going to mess this thing up and I'm going to be in a position to have the keys to the bins. So I think in regards to the comparisons, I think it's all about who's in the right system and who has confidence in their quarterback and knowing that their coach has confidence in them. And I think that's the difference, and that's the difference where Dwayne Haskins in regards to Daniel Jones. Yeah, I, look, I, I think that Dwayne Haskins, you're right, has a, a walked into a much more difficult situation with an organization, and that does matter. Uh, that absolutely matters about the the organization that you're operating in. I'm not I'm not saying that the, the the Redskins should move on from Haskins. It's a rookie season. I don't go too crazy judging people based on their rookie season, but just keeping it solely on the rookie season, you would have to say that the uh, the rookie season for Dwayne Haskins has been about as bad as it can be. Let's go to Thomas in Jersey. Thomas, quickly, man, we're running out of time. Hey, Gordon, thanks. Um, I just want to talk about the Buffalo Bills, uh, Bills real quick. Uh, they're 8-3. and three. They yeah. have the um, third-best defense, fifth-best rushing offense. Their wide receivers lead in the uh, AFC in yards over Hopkins, over Allen, 
over uh, Beckham, and how come no one's talking about them? And I read that this is probably the least attractive eight and three team in football history. Uh, well, I, I think Thomas, I got to run, but yeah, I mean the Bills have not beaten anybody: Jets, Giants, Bengals, Titans, Miami, Washington, Miami, and Denver. Those are their wins. And it's Buffalo, so it's not going to get that much attention uh, like, uh, you know, a Dallas or, uh, you know, a marquee franchise win. All right, that's going to do it for us for today. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you on Saturday at 7. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.